Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yes, sir. Welcome back to another Travel Dive podcast, man. Post game edition. I'm your host, Molly Mo. Uh, in here with the fellas, man. AJ Andre is checking in. Look, I ain't, I ain't gonna lie to y'all, bro. I ain't never had this many people tap into a to a show like Off Rip, um, that we started. So everybody that's joining live, man. Hope y'all doing well. Hope the game ain't bother you too much. Um, we do got some news coming out of that thing. Obviously, Washington loses twenty to twenty eight to the Los Angeles Rams on the road, man. Um, and I don't think that outcome was a something that we didn't anticipate in terms of like the, the actual win loss outcome. Uh, but we have some details coming, coming right out of the, out of the gate. Sam Howe gets benched uh, early on in the fourth quarter for Jacoby Brissett. Uh, that's going to be the biggest takeaway for everybody. Um, I'll go ahead and read. And matter of fact, everybody in the comments or in the, in the, um, in the, in the YouTube side, matter of fact, uh, am I on Twitch too? I am on Twitch. Okay. So Twitch, YouTube, uh, if you're on Twitter, try to migrate over to that side, Twitch or YouTube, if you want to, if you want to be a part of the show, because we don't get Twitter comments at all. Anyway, um, fellas, let me go ahead and run through some of the first one sentence takeaways before I get y'all the floor and y'all thoughts on the game. And it will obviously tap into the, the, the big discussion, obviously. Um, so some one sentence takeaways from people. Uh, this better be the last time we see Jacoby on the field. That's from uh, Zim489. Uh, another person, Nick Jarvis, do not let, do not let Jacoby see the damn field again. Um, Titus trading up for a long snapper was one of the dumbest moves by Ron. Uh, free Vino, if if Jacoby see the field again, Rod, <laughs> Rod is advertising this on the way out. Uh, Sam Howe is who we, is who we thought we uh, who we thought he was uh, from Steve uh, JT, our our guy. He he be in the chat as well. Um, <laughs> Sam is some shit. Uh, somebody else, 70% sure is quarterback at number four. Um, somebody else, John Deacon. Where do we start with this rebuild? So many other things, man. Like, get a floor to y'all. I see y'all in the comments, so I'm going to go ahead and um, get those comments uh, flowing as well on the show. But, Dre, uh, your overall thoughts on what we saw today. Uh, and, obviously, we can navigate into the the Sam Howe, Jacoby Brissett thing as well, obviously. 
Yeah, I mean, I um, I was playing a little catch up with the game because I wasn't able to catch it on time. But I found myself fast forwarding through most of the first half. I'm like, oh, yeah, here goes another one of those stinkers again. And, you know, I, I was expecting that to just kind of be all the way through, you know, for that. And then you see Jacoby Brissett come in the game and it's like, oh, man, God damn, he out here balling. Like, he could be on Twitter. Hey. All right, bet. <laughs> Like, yeah, Wait, don't start bad. this guy no more. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, we've seen enough of Brissett. Hey, the time to see Brissett, if you wanted to win any games, was a couple of weeks ago. But in all fairness, though, actually in all seriousness, Eric Bien, we going to have to consider this, man. I mean, I know, you know, as an organization fan base, we want to see this team lose out to get the best draft pick. But at this point, Eric Bieniemy's coaching for his future, and you got to wonder going forward is if he's going to, you know, advocate or say, hey, man, I got to – Let's see what my offense could do with Brissett. I mean, that's really the overall takeaway from this game because defensively the team did the same thing again. You know, I mean, they, they just saw what they are. They're still having those miscommunication issues. I don't even know if it's miscommunication or the guys just aren't good at this point. You know, and then offensively, again, until Brissett came in the game, it was a stinker of a performance. It was, And it was the fourth straight stinker of a, of a performance. So, I mean, really, that's all we got right now. First off, I, it's so crazy how I randomly come up on this comment, Amani. I appreciate you checking in as always. It's I, so Amani says I want a cage match with Marlon uh, Chick. He's talking about Chick Hernandez. The funny thing is, bro. Like I honestly, I was so I was. I'm not. You was arguing with Chick. I guess it was an <laughs> argument. Yeah, I guess so. Like the dude, so it's I don't have like no real issues with chick. I just thought the the, the comment was funny because he mentioned um what did he say? I'm not trying. Oh, he said doesn't mean anything. So granted, he said this. They were down 20 points at this point, I think, or maybe they had just scored their first touchdown. So they were they were down at least 20 points when he said this. Um, and he was like, doesn't mean anything to a lot of fans, but I will say this: this team does not quit. They haven't all year. And I responded by saying. They are not even competing. I would love to know what quitting looks like. And he responded when they went down 14 and said, yep, looks like they gave up. Sure. And that's where everything kicks off. I'm like, bro, they, they haven't even, they're not even close to winning a game and they're down 14 points. Like, why are you, why do you feel like you, you felt the need to take a victory lap? Like, they, you're, they still aren't competing. They didn't break a sweat. The Rams didn't break a sweat this game. They fumbled twice in, in Washington's territory and they still had no issues moving the ball. Like they had, they was on pace with 400 in the first half, like 400 total yards on the day in the first half. Like they were moving the ball very, very easily against these guys. And then obviously it broke the damn loose with that 60 something yard touchdown to Cooper Cup wide open because guess what? The same old issues, same old things resurface again. So that's what happened with Chip. Um, no cage match, bro. I don't want no. I don't want no beef with Chick, man. Chick, I, but I you got, know, I'm a, no, I'm a huge fan of him, bro. But he I, I follow, wrong. I follow Chick. Um, you know, so I've been seeing some of the tweets. Chick, I think he has, I think he has an off camera relationship with Ron Rivera. I'm pretty sure he does. He talks about how he's interviewed. They him do, a lot, so they do a, a weekly, lot. they do a yeah. weekly segment. Sit down. Everywhere. So that's his angle. So he's really, you know, he wants to, you know, kind of cheer on Ron until it's all done. So I mean, that doesn't surprise me too much. Hey, man, shout out, shout out to Chick. By the way, I don't, yeah. I ain't know what what him and Maul had going back and forth, but it is. Yeah, I'm clearly peeped. <laughs> but AJ, you got the floor, bro. What's your what's your thoughts on the game? And obviously, we can kind of uh matter of fact, uh, once you get your thoughts, we can just go ahead straight go straight into 
uh, the conversation with Howell as well. So go ahead. Hey, know. man, shout out, shout out to the Washington Command uh, Commodores. Uh, uh, said broadcast was the, terrible, bro. During the broadcast, that's why I'm easy, easy <laughs> like Sunday morning. Oh my goodness! <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, suck having to watch this game. Um, uh, unfortunately, you know, um, they're in the situation that they're in, and it's interesting watching the game and being on Twitter, especially with how the season's been going and their record. It was like people actually wanted them to win. And I'm like, you know, I just I just wanted to see something different. You feel me? I didn't want them to pull out the victory. But it's just interesting how some of those moments played out, especially going into the, the fourth quarter. Um, Sam Howe had a rough day. Like he wasn't he wasn't hitting targets immediately when they were there, he wasn't taking things that were given to him that were clearly within the play. Um yeah, it's just it's just a little bit too much that he was doing. Uh, you could see that they definitely tried to come out of the bye week and, and heavily get Terry McLaurin involved. Unfortunately, uh, the way that Sam Howell was reading those things wasn't in the best situation. Um, I guess from what I heard of the, the press conference, they wanted to kind of protect Sam Howell in the fourth quarter, which makes no sense to me. Uh, but during the game, I I'm gonna go look for it. Go yeah, but even during the game, I tweeted like Eric Bieniemy has to be frustrated during actual games and when they review the film during the week when it comes to how man, like you're giving him opportunities, you're giving him layups. Like earlier in the game, um, they did a play where they motioned Jonathan Williams on a wheel route. He's butt naked. He's wide open. Like. Some people that at the game saying it would it would have easily been six. I don't have the all twenty two of that, but he was he was butt naked, and instead the ball was forced elsewhere. Like it's just certain things within Sam Howell that you just cannot win with. Like a lot of the conversation, especially you know with what the record is and their current draft position, is. You know, build around Sam Howell, go get a left tackle. And I've been saying this repeatedly. There are certain things within Sam Howell's game that you cannot change and will not change, no matter how much protection you give this man. A left tackle can't save this guy. And it's unfortunate that's the circumstance, uh, which looks like it's, it's playing out before us. I didn't think that I would see Jacoby Brissett this season, uh, unless there was an injury. But now, you enter a conversation and we start our podcast today with Jacoby Brissett automatically moving this, this offense down the field when he's put it in the fourth quarter. So it's like, what what's really going on here? Like are people just too much or, or, or caught up in and enamored in Sam Howe? Or do we really have, I don't even know what to say, man. At the end of the day, I'm just glad they lost. That's the key thing that mattered for me as a fan. They still keep their draft position and, and continue to be worse <laughs> and, and and still end up with a top five pick. But it's a lot of things that happen in that game. And then just to even recap, like, the ending series, like being at the goal line, all the different play calls and things that were happening there is, like, insane to me. But then um, Cheeseman messing up again. Like, we heard – we heard the long snapper's name more than Jahan Dotson, who was a starting wide receiver. 
all game. Like I actually had the broadcast on. I heard Cheeseman's name more than Jahan Dotson all game. Like that makes no sense. The fact that they continue to roll out this dude to be a long snapper is insane. He not only messed up an extra point, he also led. He also had a bad snap that led to Tresway getting hurt. Uh, I want to say he got evaluated for a concussion. But then the whole special teams is just stupid because even Ron Rivera, you have three timeouts left and still like a minute something on the clock. Why are you not kicking the ball downfield versus going for the onside kick? Like it makes no sense to me. Then what was the point of using – what was the point of not using the timeouts to possibly put yourself in a better position play calling-wise at the goal line? It just – it doesn't add up to me, but either way, I'm glad that they lost, and I hope that you know some people have uh, come to come to some grips with who Sam Howe is as a player overall. So, um, Ron Rivera said, uh, "I don't think these are quotations." So, I guess Sam Forty Eight of the Washington Post is just kind of summarizing what he heard. But uh, he Sam tweeted, Ron Rivera said. He benched Sam because he wanted to protect him from the the Rams' pass rush that was uh, putting his ears back, or I guess he meant like pinning pinning their ears back. Um, and I, I think for from that standpoint, uh, that conversation, uh, I, I do I agree with AJ, and that is weird given you know we are in week fifteen, and what's the difference between uh, three more games of the same thing? Especially if, you know, you said Sam Howell is the starter moving forward. Like, it's not going to get any easier than than the Rams. Um, again, you're facing top 10 defenses the rest of the way, the rest of the way out. So what, what's, what, what does that mean for Sam in that aspect? But then secondly, uh, you know, what, what to make of the, the previous 14 weeks? Like, I, I don't I don't understand the, the protection part. But, uh, but hey, Maul, DC Homer ask a question. What's up? But Maul, like. I don't even know if it's a word, but it's a word that I've heard growing up in an African culture and household. It's only going to get worse. It's getting worse. <laughs> that is what is going to happen because your next three games is against the Jets, the 49ers, and the Cowboys. So, yeah. in my opinion, Ron Rivera can't even bet Sam Howe because everything that he's been preaching or trying to hold on to as we think we found our franchise, we found our franchise quarterback, not even we think it all blows up in his face. No matter if he's getting fired or not, now he looks even stupider because he would be benching Sam House. So it's like, I don't really know what's about to happen here, but I feel like a call from the ownership group is going to take place and tell him that, yeah, you can't rock with Sam Howell going forward. But I was I was trying to I was trying to add in this equation from Homer um, because we seen Brissette come in and, and give 10, 10, 10 passes. Right. And uh, it's it's so crazy because when you look at the, the Terry side of the thing, right, where we're talking about uh, Terry, you know, having like this. First of all, this whole disconnect. Matter of fact, I'm a poet because I don't want to stray away from this current conversation. So, Dre, I'll give you the floor. 
And I want to make sure I get, I swing back at Homer because it's going to incorporate Terry McCorn and a whole bunch of other people. So you got the floor, bro. You know, I was going to be real brief. I was just going to say I thought the protection thing was a little bullshit because, for one, Sam didn't take a beating in this game. I think he had, like, one sack the whole game, and he wasn't hit a whole bunch um, that I've seen. And on top of that, we've been blown out, like, probably the yeah, last three four games time. of the season. Yeah, we, we've been blown out the last three to four games this season. And Sam played until the damn last rib was left on the damn plate. And he's played all of those games in this game. I mean, they, I mean, it was still out of reach. Yeah, it was 28-7 at one point, and they looked like they had no chance of threatening the Rams, but they've played Sam through that before. You know, they played Sam through worse before. So I, the protection thing just doesn't make sense to me, man. That's real odd around this time of season. Yeah. So like I would I would add into the conversation, bro. Like, I, matter of fact, I'll bring what I said to you all. Um I don't think this convers I don't think this benching was anything to do with today. I, I think I'm sorry. I think today clearly contributed, but I think this was something that they wanted to do some some weeks back. Um, you're doing this straight out the bye week, bro. Like, that's another thing. You had so much time to like talk to this guy, correct things or or address things, or uh what's what's that called? Course correct. Like all these all these issues that you think that you have with him. And then you have Eric Bienemy in your press conferences on Thursday, uh, say, and he says this all the time. He loves where Sam Howell is at. He loves like the progress that Sam Howell is making. Uh like a lot of positivity. Now I'm not sitting here and saying that you should be negative. And to that point, Eric Bienemy and his pressers have even acknowledged like vaguely, he hasn't, he wasn't ever specific, but he said, there's some things that we have to work on. But the, the main thing when he talks is how he loves where Sam Howell is as a young quarterback. And like, this is all done before. This is all said before you even play against the Rams. And then you bench him uh, uh, early in the fourth quarter. This tells me, that you had this idea, like what people are seeing. And even though we have an understanding uh, going into the season that you're probably going to give Sam Howell the whole 17 games, but the last few weeks tell me that he's either regressed or he's literally the person that he's always been the entire season, which is somebody who's had some very bright moments and then his lows are, are lower than low sometimes like you don't even have a functional offense and and that's kind of where when you see Jacoby come in people say that they were going up against a soft defense okay if they were going up against a soft defense, not to say whether you're right or wrong but if that's your first thought about Jacoby coming into the game mind you there are a thousand people out there who would love to convince you that Jacoby Jacoby Brissett wasn't shit and he's a bottom 12 backup in order to protect their guy Sam Howe they would shit on Jacoby Brissett Knowing his pedigree as a backup quarterback and a spot starter, he's not terrible. But you, but you choose to, you choose to uh, pick a side with Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett. Anyway, he gets into the game, and he's still getting behind the defense. So if they're if they're in soft coverage and Jacoby Jacoby Brissett is is making quick decisions and taking shots over top of the defense, what does that tell you about a quarterback who's been in for fourteen as fourteen ish weeks, fourteen and a half weeks? 14 and a half games, right? And he's struggling to even get over top of defenses, let alone connect. Like, that's, that's, Jacoby, he, he played the same defense Sam Howe did today. And, and, and add on top of that, they lost Charles Leno and they had to swap out uh, Larson, Tyler Larson for Gates to play center. 
So to 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 Homer's question, now that we're finally here, and, and I said what I felt like I needed to say, <laughs> he asked, "Do you think?" Um, I mean, it doesn't make a difference now, and he's he it's, it's it is we're going into week sixteen. But do you think uh, seeing what you saw in a in a brief quarter for Jacoby Brissett that this offense could have looked much better under a veteran quarterback? And Brissett, given I, that he is the backup, I believe so. I said that. I said that before we even got into the to the gist of the season, like I just felt like the playbook was going to be limited due to Sam's uh, own limitations within his game. And then you add in the fact that he hasn't started in the league before. It's like Jacoby Brissett has has been there with multiple organizations. He he's kind of carved out a niche for himself. You feel me? Like he is pretty much essentially the top premier backup in this league. When he enters free agency next year, he's going to get paid more than $10 million than what he got from Washington. He would be one of the top signings up there because if you look around the league, like, we keep watching backup quarterbacks play. Like, yesterday, I seen parts of the game of Nick Mullins playing. You've seen Joshua Dobbs get traded in season as a starter as one team, get benched, move to a new team, and start in the same week. <laughs> like, it's important to have a backup. You feel me? So Jacoby Brissett, he's not the greatest quarterback by any means, but he's carved out a niche for himself to where he can be your solid backup, reliable, and can get the job done. You've seen examples of that today. But overall, I feel like this team, this team just wasn't going to be good. You feel me? Like, look at the defense. They're still giving up big plays to marquee guys. Like, how does Cooper Cup, who's not even fast, you feel me? How does he end up that wide open? Like, no one was near him. Like, it was like they told Cooper – it's like they told the defense Cooper Cup got Ebola. And everyone just stayed away from him, dog. Like, it. so it really don't matter who was going to play quarterback for this team this year. Unfortunately, Ron Rivera is still the head coach. And he leads the defense that was ran by Jack Del Rio up until a couple weeks ago. They still weren't going to amount to anything and still would have would have had a top 10, top five draft pick. One thing, Terry had his career high in receiving yards today. 141 reception, I mean re- receiving yards on six receptions. Um, and had the longest catch by a receiver this year, too, at 48 yards when Jacoby Set came into the game. And I'm about to say what's wild about that ball is like probably 80 of those came in the fourth quarter when Brissett came in the game. So probably over half of the receiving yards he had in his career high. I mean, what a season high game this year came with Brissett. I mean, but I don't know if how much better the offense would have been with Brissett starting all year. I do think it probably would have been better because I think uh, one of Brissett's traits is the ball comes out of his his hands pretty fast. I mean, he processed the field pretty fast. I mean, that's one of his things. He may have certain limitations, you know, as far as the other, you know, the measurables, the physicalities of the quarterback position. But as far as like knowing the game, I mean, he's one of the smarter quarterbacks out there. I mean, a lot of people talk about it. I mean, hell, he's been in Eric Bieniemy's ear all year doing games, like saying things and little things. He'll probably be a coach when he's done playing. So, I mean, who knows? He, he you know, but I do think that, you know, it could have been better with him. The thing with Sam is he's inexperienced and he still has, you know, flaws that he has to deal with on his own. He has his own physical limitations. I mean, yes, the ball can jump out of Sam's arm, but it's the other things you notice that he doesn't process too fast. He kind of locks in on a read too long. 
I mean, it's been kind of no excuse why Terry just hasn't been getting targeted this year. And we talked about this, you know, as far as even going back with Heineke. You know, Heineke had every limitation in the world. But one thing Heineke did was he knew who to get the ball to. And he knew to force feed Terry. And things happened with Terry. I mean, you know, even when those 50-50 balls that everybody make jokes about, that was Terry's bread and butter. You know, so even if, you know, you want to say Terry isn't getting separation or Terry isn't getting open, you have to throw Terry open. Or you just have to let Terry go out there and just beat the defender. I mean, because he's that good. I mean, he may not be a top 10 guy, you know, or whatever you want to say, but Terry can beat guys. I mean, we've seen this in the league. So it's been baffling to me that he hasn't been involved in this offense for most of the season. And to watch his frustrations has just been kind of annoying, man. Like, because Terry just deserves these opportunities. And this offense hasn't been good enough to where you watch it, you say, well, this guy deserved these more targets, or this guy deserves to be featured more. It just never made sense to me why, why the emphasis wasn't getting Terry the ball. Now, I don't know if that's an Eric Bieniemy thing, or I don't know if that's a Sam how or, that, or if that's a Sam thing ultimately. But the fact of the matter is, Terry just wasn't involved much. And then you see J- Jacoby Brissett gets in the game, and we see the Terry of old immediately like i mean just like that you see the old terry or the terry we're used to seeing in you know just five minutes in the fourth quarter even jahan got a catch like jahan i had to go look up and see if he was inactive before the game <laughs> the whole game because honestly like i didn't see him like i didn't see him yeah. catch, he, i didn't he see him get ball. one target he yeah. get one target prior to Jacoby. Uh, until jacoby got in the game jacoby comes in the game he automatically gets a catch so those are the type of things that, that like i said it doesn't look good for sam it actually looks better, a little bit better for um, uh, Eric Bieniemy. But again, I don't want to overreact too much because at the end of the day, this was about five minutes in the fourth nah, quarter. Nah, bro. <laughs> it was, no, it was I, eight I, minutes and 46 seconds. Okay, it was I, the first possession within the fourth. It's not overreacting, bro. We've been talking about this. We've been seeing it. Everything has been pointing to this moment. Terry McLaurin's comment about cardio, that was pointed to Sam. I said that when we did the show, like he's not going to call Sam out, but you can see the frustration in his play. You can see, I feel like I'm not getting opportunities in the right moment. The pass don't need to be perfect, but God damn, my boy, like give me a fair chance. And he's I, I not think, getting a fair chance. I think one of the uh, plays that really kind of even led me to tweet. What did I, what did I tweet? I, I think I said, oh, I said the, the, the relationship between Terry and Sam, like the, the, the actual working relationship, not, I don't know about personal. The, the working relationship is fractured. And, like, you can see it in, in how, like, some of these players are developing, right? Um, we've said it a thousand times on the show already through the comments and through us talking. Um, you know, some of the passes that Sam Howell were th- throwing today were late. And from a generic standpoint or a general standpoint, that's that's true. And it also applies specifically to, to Terry. And when you're throwing some passes late, you're setting that man up to get killed. Uh, against a couple defenders, and, and I remember one in particular where he's breaking back inside, not the not the one um where he's working out to the right or to the right sideline, and he gets he gets he gets whacked and drops the ball. There's one where he Terry, Terry could have made an actual real attempt to catch the football, and he did try, but like it was like a lackluster effort. Like he wasn't really aggressive at the catch point. Like he let the ball literally hit the ground, but there's a defender barreling down on him. Uh, and so he has an opportunity to catch it like cleanly. He has an opportunity to catch it, but he just lets it drop. And but but the pass got there after Sam missed the first window to throw it to him. So now I'm sitting here looking at him like, 
I feel like you made a business decision. Like, I feel like you chose not to really care about getting that particular football because of what just happened to you, like the drive before where Sam got you killed. And and I can see you, somebody being frustrated in that standpoint, but it's also like, it's like a give and take sometimes. Can you help my quarterback out or could you help your receiver out, like vice versa? And I think the way that Sam is playing is a is a way in which Terry is responding like from a, a it's like a built up, pinned up frustration where it's like, bruh, I can't keep playing like this, bro. I can't keep having to work myself extra hard. Now, granted, it's part of your job, but like, damn, like every time I'm getting a target, it's because you're scrambling. Like, I can't even get a I can't even get a target within the function of the offense. I gotta I gotta run full speed after the play breakdown toward the sideline on a crosser or break my route in half, like either either convert it upfield or convert it towards the sideline because I can't get no target in the middle of the field or I can't get no target at the break point of a slant. I, help. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even even Maul, I think when you possibly go and look at the All-22, the interception where uh, Terry had to scramble and, and go a little bit more into the hashes, um, and he he tried to go with one hand and ended up being an interception, Terry was open from the jump on that play. But because Sam Howe took forever to process it, he now got to scramble from from out of it because someone is biting down on it. But then even on top of that, Antonio Gibson was wide open on the on the uh first oh, yeah, the of that play right in front of him. So it's like, bruh, it yeah, it's it's just hard, man. And and like you said, Dre, we didn't hear Jahan Dawson's name until Jacoby Brissett came into the game eight minutes into the fourth, bro. Like but, but AJ, you know what's interesting to me and Tamal's point. Is that back in the offseason, I can remember when we had John Kime on here, you know, we had Nell, all of those guys on here. And I was specifically wanting to know who Sam was developing the most chemistry with in the offseason. And I remember the first answer we usually heard was the tight ends. And I always thought that was a little odd. I'm like, damn, with the tight ends, we, we don't really have any bona fide tight end. And some of those guys, we don't even know if they're NFL starting caliber tight ends. But yet that's what we kind of heard that the chemistry with Sam was being developed with the tight ends. And I'm like, I would like to hear that he's developing that chemistry with the wide receivers. And now you kind of watch as this season plays out. Now you kind of see he never really – got that chemistry down with the wide receivers at any point, except Curtis Samuel. That's the only guy. And then he also has tried to force feed the Diami thing a lot. And I know that's probably because of their relationship going back to Carolina, but for Dotson and Terry to not really be emphasized or involved in this office much. I mean, that's an indictment, man. On the screen right now, um, shout out to Amani. Um, he pointed me to this one. Cameron Cheeseman got interviewed after the game. Um, or if he's worried that the commanders will make a change at long snapper, he said, quote unquote, I mean, I've been worried all year. I haven't, perform- I haven't been performing the way I've been wanting to. Most places I probably wouldn't be around still. Um, and first and foremost, a person with that much scrutiny as a long snapper, I would sit here and say that I, I respect his honesty. Like that has nothing to do with the the, the main topic, right? Because, like, for you to be honest and, and self-accountable in a moment in which you are playing terrible, like, that takes a lot of heart as a just as a person. So I respect that, Cam. But for you to say that uh, isn't even an indictment on you because you're being honest. You're holding the person that's making these roster decisions accountable as well, indirectly. And, like, you've been having issues since preseason. And you still here in week 15, man. 
And and I remember Ron specifically, like people, I, I forgot who it was. I think I want to say John Kime or maybe even JP Finley. Like they had a tweet in the game where when Tressway got hurt, and he they brought up a quote. I don't remember what it said, but they brought up a quote in like November. And I'm like, why go November when you can go back earlier where Ron Rivera said, I'm not about to consider anything until like it affects the game. And that was in like September, October. And Cam Cheeseman is acknowledging, I don't even know how he's still on this team or how he's right. still around. Mom, so. I mentioned this in August. Remember, AJ yeah. laughed at me. Mom, <laughs> laughed. I mean, yeah, Dre mentioned it, Dre mentioned yeah. it in August. And I definitely, I'm not paying attention to no long snapper. And then, like, the next week in preseason, he did some some corny stuff. So it was like, man, if I if I represented Cheeseman throughout the season, I would have told him to have his apartment packed up. Like, don't even take anything out the box. But, you know, like you said, Mo, Ron Rivera, the decision makers, has decided to keep him. He's almost finished the whole damn year. So now, definitely, if you're a Cheeseman, as soon as you land back at Dallas Airport, just start packing, my boy. Just, <laughs> just, just start putting Damn, things in the box because it's, it's, it's a wrap. Scapegoat, bro. It's a wrap. <laughs> Ron, Ron going <laughs> to use that man next. It was, it was Jack Bell real. Then it was uh Beasel Meyer, and now it's Cameron Cheeseman, man. Like I can't win because of him. I wonder if he's going to cut. And Sam, and and the explosive plays. You know, they gave up enough the explosive play. Without that explosive play, it's only twenty-one to twenty. You know, that's what mom probably says. <laughs> Maybe. It's just a couple plays, man, that really got us out of our way. Um, okay. So uh did we cover all angles of this the Sam Howell thing? I mean, I and within the game, uh Deron Payne got two sacks. Uh he's now at four sacks on the season. Congrats, you know, four four sacks, big deal, man. What three games left? You can you can get to six. You know, Man. you get you get sacked, you get six sacks. Hey, shout out um, Montez Sweat. That's probably like five. Montez minutes. Sweat, twelve, <laughs> what twelve or thirteen sacks on the season altogether. Um, two and a half sacks today, I think. I think I've been following that right. Um, okay. Uh, what else are we missing? I, I honestly, bro. Matter of fact, there is one more angle, and then we can we can close it off with this one. Um, even whatever, even the decision to move Sam to like QB one moving forward, right? The last three games, that's cool. Whatever, make that decision. I'm cool with you starting whoever, um, preferably Sam, right? I don't, I don't need to see Jacoby. Um, but I think at the, at the very least, bro, for you to bench him this late in the season, um, I think regardless of, of, of what your reasoning is to the public, uh, anybody evaluating this team moving forward is going to look at that and say, um, yeah, like, at this moment in which he was benched, he clearly wasn't doing something or or wasn't doing something that the coaches were were fond of or he was affecting the team in other ways that, you know, didn't want it to go any further and they had to make a change. And, and I think with that being said, and, and the reason why I bring that up is like another evaluator, I don't think there's any much of anything that Hal could do over these last three games. And it's crazy because we just asked this question on Thursday or, or Tuesday. And and I think the answer hit our it, it literally just gave us something. I don't know if there's anything that he can do over these last three games that can convince anybody that he is undoubtedly QB one in 2024 that you can build around. I think those those questions have been answered, and it's unfortunately um, the case because you know we all said most of us said uh, you know some people had their minds made up like and that's fine, but I think some most of us said we want to see all 17 and. Uh, 
it's possible that you can get your answers before 17 games. And I think this one was something that, that tells me like what we were all seeing is, is validated. And that's not a, I don't want to make it to seem like it's a negative thing. It's more so like some of our question marks that we had were validated with the benching of it being at this point in time of the season and this particular situation of a football game. And I think that part is where evaluators going to look in when they come in here and, and maybe they do their own evaluation of Sam and say, maybe they need some things around them to help them. But they're also going to look and say, yeah, um, I don't want to be in this position three months into the season. And I don't even trust this guy anymore. Hey, look, I'm going to say it like this. I think it will be a high risk to forego a top four pick and say, I'm going to just go ahead and build around Sam. Knowing what we know, I mean, granted, it's still nothing definitive on him. I mean, I think we have an idea of where he's at, but I I think it will be a huge risk to forego the quarterback position to say, hey, man, we just got to give this guy more and see what he got. Because some of the flaws we see in him, it's beyond just, oh, he's playing behind a bad OL or, you know, he's wide receivers aren't separating. I mean, we're seeing processing issues. We're seeing the stuff like he he's pretty much, I think, the top of the league and batted balls at the line of scrimmage. I mean, that's more so due to his height and not being able to play bigger than he is. You know, I mean, so some of those flaws we're seeing in him. They're, the new GM's going to have to come in. He's going to have to evaluate, especially, like I said, in a strong, top-heavy quarterback draft. I mean, maybe strong quarterback draft in general, but you're picking top five. And, again, we've been through this before. We we did the whole 2020 draft thing where we couldn't even look at quarterbacks because we had to see what we had in Dwayne Haskins. I mean, even though Sam has put more on film than Dwayne Haskins did, but the point of the matter is, we had huge question marks about the Wayne Hassis going into the 2020 season. And there's going to be question marks about Sam going into the 2024 season. So if you forego another top five pick in a the, the beginning of a rebuild, especially a full rebuild, and he's still not it, even though you may build around him and put guys and then you're left asked out if he's not it and you don't know what to do with the quarterback position at that point, that's a huge risk. So, I mean, for me personally, yeah, I mean, you would like to see the whole 17, I mean, I do think he should get the whole 17. I still don't think I – don't, I don't think at this point in the season you go, oh, let's go play Jacoby Brissett because you're not playing for anything at this point. So it doesn't hurt anything to just let Sam play it on out. I mean, again, I said last week, I don't know if he's capable of doing what he needs to do to kind of close the door on this quarterback talk. But as we can see, he opened it even wider than it was before in this game. I mean, <laughs> yes, because yes, that's, that's yes. the thing. It, it made know? it much more clear in the worst way for Sam. Exactly. And and that wasn't good for him. And, and we knew the task wasn't going to be easy because of the defenses they were going to be facing. They, they were going to be facing teams still playing for something. And it was going to be a tall task. But so far, he's failing. And you have to look at the body of work again. I mean, I said it earlier. I think he he's had about him and the offense together this season have had about four decent to good f- football games on offense. The rest of those games has been a lot of mediocre and a lot of bad. And the last four games, oh, that's a real indictment. I mean, the, the last four games have been really bad for Sam in the office. It's not just the office. It's not just everyone else. Sam has been really bad in these last four games. I mean, if you're just looking at the numbers, and that is not good when you're showing that regression at the end of the season because a lot of people have made the joke for years about the NFL. They say, it's the what have you done for me lately, Lee. You know, and if we're looking at what he's done lately, it's not a good look, especially knowing the turnover that's coming. So, I mean, if you ask me, yes, give him the full 17. But I don't even know at this point if he could do anything to show that, you know, he's worth bringing back and foregoing that top four pick on a quarterback. 
Yeah, I mean, I think what really happened is, and we really haven't talked about it much here, and I really haven't heard anyone else talk about it. NFL defense is caught up to who Sam Sam Howe is as a player. The first couple weeks was cool, and then after that, it kind of slowed down. They caught up to what he likes to do, what he can't do, what he can do, and that's how they played him. So unfortunately, EB's he's 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 stuck with his hands behind his back because of his limitations, and that's why the offense hasn't been able to do what what they can do. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's 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 been a wrap for Sam Howell. Whoever's going to be the evaluator of this team that works for an organization now or doesn't, they've already know coming in. If I do take this job, I'm going to pick a quarterback. Because AJ, why'd you say Terry Terry should slap Sam Howell on the game, dog? Like you are crazy, right? <laughs> because everything pointed to the fact that he needed to he needed to like go and talk to him and tell him like, "Yo, what are you doing? Like, what's up? Like, you putting me in bad positions out here?" And that's just genuinely how I felt. Like, I just felt like he needed to go slap Sam Howell because I've been seeing this for the past couple weeks in all season for real like I mean to be in I don't even know what week of the season it is but to be in this late of the year in December is about to be Christmas Eve next week and you get your first 100 yard receiving game your longest reception for all of your wide receivers or running backs yeah I think wide receivers receivers, only, counted, receivers. yeah they ain't count running backs, but your longest reception is 30 some yards on the season and you played every single game like, come on, dog, at some point. And I made a comment about feeling like I was doing cardio. Like, I need to go slap this boy. Like, what's good? Because you you got them playing with me like I suck. And we know Terry don't suck, but the conversation started becoming that he, he does suck, which is wild. I still think that he's best at a 50-50 ball. And the opportunities that he's had uh, in, in today's game show that's what he does best. He almost helped pull in one uh, that Sam threw uh, on the left-hand side on the sideline uh, with one hand. But, I mean, clear as day, Jacoby Brissett came in, immediately started targeting him, and what did Terry do? He scored a touchdown on a 50-50 ball. <laughs> like, so, yeah, I would go slap Sam Howe. Like, bruh, because we all know if Terry wasn't a, a well-mannered individual and let's say this was Stefan Diggs, he would have went and slapped Sam Howell by now. <laughs> well, oh man, look, <laughs> that that that's a that's, those are strong words. I just I just I just think that um, Terry is just he's just a passive guy, man. I mean, I'm being sarcastic. But I, no, I, I know, like, I, I, yeah, I, I, but you're you're more. I get what you're saying. Like you're more so saying like be more. Uh, you would you would like for Terry to be more direct in terms of like. Um, trying to problem solve as opposed like to like T.O. or something, you know? Yeah, that's what I get what you're saying. Like, not literally put hands on the dude, but yeah, man, he God bless him. Um, God bless him. I think we covered everything, honestly. Like, the breaking news is that, like, are we missing any other angles from this game? Ch Cheeseman, you know, he even gave a damn and quote at the end. We covered that one. Um, are we surprised it's close? I don't know. Like, I think, I think we're, I think close enough like they still i guess the last the last thing we need to cover is where do we stand after today's games in regards to the draft order did, did oh, they move up to three or are they still at four? We, we, we still number four because the cardinals and patriots lost today too so 
Okay. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of coaches getting fired and a lot of teams that need quarterbacks because the the Panthers beat the Falcons. Arthur Smith is going to be chilling at home real soon. But I mean, it's cool because his dad uh, founded FedEx, so he'd be straight. <laughs> all right, all right, man. Um, okay, so I think we I think we good, bro. Uh, we'll be back this week. Um. Who we got next? The San Fran? No, we got the Jets. We got Jets and then San Fran, right? Um, hey, Mark, take take a poll on the Trapper Dive Podcast Twitter account. Who will be the starter Christmas Eve? Uh, Christmas Eve against the Jets. Okay. Is that me, um, Sam Howell next week or? or Jake Fromm? What'd you say, Dre? <laughs> I said Deron already. Deron answered that question in the press. I think I missed it, but did he say whether? Yeah. He said he was gonna he, he said Sam was gonna be starting. Oh okay. yeah, he said Sam was gonna be starting. All right. Um, I think we're good. Uh like I said, we'll be back on Tuesday and we'll kind of close the book on this stuff. This mess, maybe we can try to get a guest in. Uh, let's try to get Chick on. <laughs> nah, we ain't gonna try and get Chick on, man. Nah. Hey, I mean I can hit him, yeah, I can hit him up. Y'all nah, can have y'all a little powwow. Nah, hey, I ain't got nothing to say to that man, bro. Um, <laughs> AJ Messi. All right, that's gonna wrap it up for us, man. We're gonna be <laughs> we're gonna be back Tuesday, Dre. Uh, AJ, man, if y'all got, oh, I know AJ don't got none, but Dre, if you got some 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 action going on tonight, man, good luck. Um, I got some action, I but I, all right, so good luck to you, brother. Um, it's a player. No, 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 no team. Yeah, you I, said it's a what? It's oh, a player, player prop. prop. Yeah, okay. I took the under on uh Lamar Jackson's passing yards tonight. Oh, bet say no more. I got I got a spread pick, so uh okay. we're gonna see what's up. I'm, I'm gonna keep that to myself, bro. Man, somebody said, Where's Linnell? Uh, hey man, he around, bro. We're gonna, we gonna see him again for sure. All right, that's it. Let's go ahead and get ready for the game. Y'all be safe. Take it easy. We'll be back on Tuesday. Peace. Damn, set, huh. Watch him throw the ball. We're gonna pick it up. You're gonna let him hit the hole, you're gonna cut it off. You're gonna play through fourth and long, you're gonna punt it off. Your defenders have you hit us. Put your pads in. Don't be looking for the ref to throw no flags in. Keep the helmet on. Keep the cleats tight. You the type to want to win by any means, right? You should look alive. This is Trap or Dive. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Superlight Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.